Well, good morning. Welcome to the drive. It is June 27th on a Tuesday. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, I am just uh, driving to the gym right now. It's about seven o'clock and um, we're going slowly through 2nd Corinthians because again, I mean, there are some books that are dense, which means they're packed full of truth and doctrine and encouragement. And I think 2nd Corinthians is one, but there's two verses that really go together and um, kind of jumped out at me this morning. It's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, which says, For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. That's verse 14. And then verse 15 says, And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose from the dead, or rose again. So the love of Christ compels us. You know, the love of Christ was so, um, so deep, so real, that he died for the world. <laughs> like, it was so intense and so genuine that it took death to bring rescue and the more you think about that I think the more that it's uh, astounding and amazing no greater love than this the man would lay his life down for his friends right it's like he laid his life down for you he laid his life down for me there's no greater love so the love of Christ compels us. It's like if someone loves you so much, you want to bless them, not because you have to. You want to bless them because they have blessed you. It's the least you could do. And so the love of Christ compels us, so much so to the extent, Paul is saying, where we're going to live for him. <laughs> like we're going to do what he wants. Like we're... We're all in for uh, the kingdom. He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves. Uh, you know, uh, I think one of the worst sins, one of the worst things, is when Christians get saved and continue to live for themselves. There should be a life change, right? There should be a desire change. There should be a change of heart. Everything changes. And if it doesn't, then you may have just said a prayer, but didn't take action. You may have said, well, I have fire insurance, but you're not living for heaven. Because there's a difference between just going through the motions or growing up Christian and thinking you're saved just because you go to church with your parents your whole life. There's a difference between that and actively saying, Lord, I surrender, I'm you know, I, I repent. I'm sorry for the way I've been living. I want to wholeheartedly follow you. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead. Romans 10, 9 and 10, you know, John three sixteen. all those passages that talk about salvation and what you need to do. You know, when, when uh, Jesus came on the scene, when John the Baptist came on the scene, the first thing they said was, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or the, for the kingdom of heaven is near. They both said that. So when you truly accept Christ, not just grow up Christian, quote unquote Christian, then there's a change. 
Some it's a drastic change, some it's a slow process of change, but either way, it's a change. We know if we're living for ourselves and in contrast, living for the Lord, we know the difference. And so there needs to be a change. We should no longer live for ourselves. Are there certain elements of our lives where, yeah, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to work to take care of our family. We have to, you know, but that's, that's not what the Apostle Paul's talking about right now. He's talking about character. He's talking about the motives behind the actions that we take. Those who live for themselves, they all, they're always thinking, you know, well, what's best for me in this situation? What do I want to do? What do I think? What do I, I, it's all I and me. <laughs> when you're living for the Lord, it's all, what does God want me to do? What does he have planned today? What is his will? What's his calling for this season in my life? There's a huge difference between those two, uh, those two statements, right? There's a huge difference. <laughs> Who am I living for? Why do I do what I do? Am I living for myself? Or am I living for Christ? Am I doing all that I do for me, me, me? Or for Him? And so it's a great way as we, we're, we're thinking through these things and talking about these things to truly search the motives for why we do what we do. To search ourselves, to say, where am I at? What am I really living for? Who am I really living for? What, what are my motivations? What are my intentions, you know? And that's something that, you know, I don't think maybe someone could speak in your life here and there, but that's something that you have to deal with with the Lord, you know, because he'll reveal those things to you and you go, okay, I have been definitely been selfish. I need to let go of these things. I need to change, you know, I need to alter some things. I need to shift some priorities. Um, other times we're like, okay, I feel like really my motivation is just the Lord. And so I'm on track. So I want to stay on track. So I want to stay honed in to what God is doing. I want to stay on the road of his will. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I want to stay doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Just having those moments to find out exactly uh, where you're at, where I'm at. So we can find out what we need to do in order to... Stay mindful of the fact that we're living for Jesus. We're living for Him, not for self. Now, I don't. we don't have to be paranoid, but just mindful. But I love it because it all stems from the love of Christ, which compels us because He died for you. He died for me. It's a personal thing. And so we have that personal relationship with Him. If one died for all, then all die. He died for all. And those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So we are to live for him. We just looked at last time that we are to live to please him. Now we are to live. I just love it. He died for us. Now we get to live for him.
that's why we're living sometimes we forget the whole purpose of why we're here what we're doing and why we're living we're living for him living to please him it's just a good reminder you guys second corinthians 5 14 through 15 god bless you guys hope you have an awesome tuesday praying for you and we'll talk to you next time